the middle, intercepted. I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. No! Not possible! Not possible! What is going on in right field? There's like seven or eight balls coming in here. Well, I take that back. There's about 40 this. balls coming there in There are here. balls coming from all over the place. Left field, center field, right field. But why do you even ponder passing? I mean, you can take a knee and try a 56-yard field goal. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. Dish from the Den starts now. Welcome back, everyone. Episode 3, Dish from the Den. I am your host, Mr. Jeff Seeker, joined uh, by my co-host, Wyatt Jones and Mr. Aaron Flamboys. Welcome back. How are you guys doing? Good. Good. Big day today, Wyatt. I know you had your first uh, uh, scrimmage the other day, or first game, I should say, actual real game. How did that go? Uh, it went actually pretty well. Um, even though we lost against Desert Edge, uh, we played a very close game. Uh, it was 46 to 38. So, I don't know, high point game. A lot of fun playing. And, I don't know, we knew it was going to be a hard game, but I thought we played pretty well. How was it, like, your first high school football experience? What was that like? Uh, definitely exciting. <laughs> Super exciting. Was it weird not having any fans there or minimal? Um, well, there was fans. Um, they're obviously limiting to two per player usually. Um, so there, there was a good amount. Yeah, there was definitely a good amount. Um, they were loud sometimes. Sometimes it was quieter, but overall there was people still supporting for the players and I don't know. I thought it was super fun experience. Well, continuing on that theme of uh, high school football, we have a very special guest with us, Mr. Scott Harris, head uh, interim varsity coach of the Canyon View football varsity team. Coach Harris, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks for having me. Thank you. Beautiful coach. Big game uh, coming up this week. How, how are you feeling? Uh, you know what? I'm I'm excited for the kids. I'm excited for the school. It's our first varsity um, football game ever, so I'm pretty excited. Uh, Desert Edge, as many people know, are one of the best programs in the West Valley, if not the best. So um, I'm really looking forward to the challenge. So the kids are going to be – it's going to be a good eye-opener for the kids. They're going to see how football works in the Southwest Valley and how good Desert Edge is. Walk me through like how, how this is going to work. Like what's different between going into this game versus like a normal game in terms of all the, the restrictions? Are you guys allowed to travel with each other? Are you, you know, having to wear masks all the time? What, what is this going to look like? So as of today, they change all the time. Uh, there's 26 kids are allowed on the bus. So usually, you know, we could fit almost a full team on a bus, but now we're going to have to take two buses. Then coaches have to wear a mask on the sideline at all time which is going to be tough with headphones now. Uh, we, you know, the varsity coaches have headphones, and so that's going to be interesting. What about players-wise? Are they are you able to, like, share water bottles, stuff like that? Or okay. kids got to bring their own, or how does this? No, so every kid brings their own water bottle. Um, what they did this year is they're, they moved the kids. Now the kids are allowed to be from the 10-yard line to the other the opponent's 10-yard line on the sideline. And they pretty much social distance all their equipment. Um, we haven't had a chance to use the locker rooms, so the kids are literally showing up for games like already dressed. So it's been pretty tough because, um, 
you know, with all the rules. And then as a coach, you have to make sure all the rules are being enforced. It just adds more to uh, everybody's plate. Do you feel like you're set back at all, like uh, in terms of this summer not getting in? You know, I don't know if you got in a normal amount of practices when it was all said and done. I know the start of the season got pushed back, but where do you feel like you guys are at in terms of your preparation? Uh, I think I think I personally think all three levels are back. Or, you know, we, we got set back. But, um, with that said, I think every single school is set back as well. So. Um, I know the freshmen, I think they only had one, maybe two summer sessions. And um, for the lower levels, I really see that in as far as conditioning. Uh, the You know, the lower levels, a lot of their summer is conditioning. Where varsity levels, we do half conditioning, half lifting. And so um, that's probably the one big thing I see in the kids is their, their conditioning compared to uh, years past. What about in terms of... Um injuries like is that something you're concerned because i think we've seen some injuries at the nfl level you know and i don't know you know obviously it's early to tell if that's related to kind of the rush start um, or lack of workouts but is that something you're concerned about uh well you know what minus the pandemic and everything as a coach like my number one priority is to keep every kid safe so injuries i'm always worried about no matter what um I guess this year it is a little bit more as far as because the kids weren't able to do that extra conditioning. But um, you know what? I'm I'm worried about it. But you know what? Every year I coach, I'm worried about it. That's just thing coaches do. You know, you worry about injuries to kids. Um, like I said, your number one priority is to have every kid, you know, finish the year healthy. All right. How would you describe coaching varsity over freshmen? Is it easier or harder or like there's no difference at all? So awesome question, right? Um, as far as pure coaching, I think varsity level is as far as on the field, you have two coordinators that are dedicated to offense and defense. So as far as on the field, as a head coach, personally me, I think it's easier where freshman is kind of step-by-step step all the time. Um, as far as not on the field, the paperwork, the boosters, the emails, varsity is by far 15 times harder than freshman. <laughs> what about the level of play? Is it a lot different, like the speed of the game, the varsity yes. versus the freshman? Yeah, it, it is. Um, it was funny, our scrimmage, we had a, a player and uh, we scrimmaged Yonker and Yonker is a pretty decent program. Um, and after like the first two or three plays, we had about three or four defensive kids look at us and said, this is really fast. And it was like, it was a good wake up call. I'm so glad uh, Coach Up has a lot of, um, he knows a lot of people at Yonker and he, he was kind of able to put that scrimmage together for us because we couldn't find anybody. So I'm really happy for that because at least it got the kids, you know, somewhat accustomed to the speed of varsity. And um, just being on the sidelines as like a coach going from freshman to varsity, it is, it, it's, it's a big, a big, big jump. Uh, share with us the funniest story that's happened during a practice. Oh, man, the funniest thing that's ever happened during a practice. Could it be, um, you know what? So I guess it was technically a practice. It was probably last summer 
during um, summer conditioning, we had the kids line up on the side of the field and they were running back and forth. And for some reason, the left side, they were running, they were stopping and they were jumping and we could not figure out what was going on. And so I wasn't sure if they were supposed to be doing that. Um, I wasn't running the drill. It was Coach Tanner running it. So I went up to him and I said, Coach Tanner, why are they doing that? And he goes, I have no clue. So at first I thought the kids were messing around. So I got ready to go up there and talk to them about messing around. And then I heard a kid said, that's the biggest snake he ever saw. So I guess there was a snake on the field and they were dodging it while they were running. <laughs> it ended up being like, it wasn't a, rat, a rattlesnake though. It ended up, I don't know, one of my other coaches last year, he, he said it was like a gardener snake, so. Um, how's team bonding in the uh, on your team? How's the chemistry between each other? So, are you talking what level? All levels or just? Um, all levels. Just like how's so the chemistry? Varsity, it's really cool. This is my first year with them. Um, I know a lot of the kids just saying hi, but um, the team really bonded. The cool thing about the varsity team is they've been together for this is their third year now, so they were able to bond a lot. Um, JV was the uh, the JV team this year, I had them last year as freshmen. And uh, the cool thing about them is they had the summer conditioning. So the very first day of school, these kids already knew each other for almost 60 days. Um, this year's freshmen's a little different just because they didn't have that summer to bond and they're not at school. So I feel like the lower, you know, the freshmen, they're not quite where I want them to be as a team. But that's really not on them. That's just the circumstances. They've, they've never really had a chance to be together. Because I know about football where, like, some kids want to be better than the other guy. And, like, sometimes it turns out to be butting heads with each other. So, like, I think because we're all bro- they're all brothers on the field, basically. Mm-hmm. I feel like the best thing for a team is to get together and bond and actually be brothers on that field. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm a firm believer that. Um, that's what I love about coaching football is like, it, I don't know, I feel like it's a bond um, in the classroom as well, you know, and um, that's my that's my big thing as a coach, no matter who you are, you could be the best player on the team and play both ways, play all the time, or you could be the worst player that never plays. It doesn't matter when you're in a classroom or when you're in any environment, you guys need to be together as brothers. Good. How, talk to us about how, how did you get into coaching? Like what, what's your, uh, your background? Oh man. So how much time we have now? Um, oh, yeah. All good so to. it started, I, I was, it was, it's kind of funny. I was going to school, um, just got out of the military. I was going to school for uh, human resources and all my kids played like youth, youth soccer. And, uh, one of my daughters, she was 11 or 12 at the time. She said, um, the coach just literally like not showed up one time and then the next time he didn't show up. And then, so the dad kind of took over and a dad came to me and said, Hey man, can you help me? You know, there's 14, 14 or 15, 10, 11 year old girls. And I said, man, I don't know anything about soccer. And I said, but you know what? I'll help. So I started to help out and I started to realize like it was fun. It was fun just hanging out with the kids. And then it was kind of funny because at the same time going to school, I had one of my professors said, hey, have you ever looked into teaching? And my first thought was N- no, like I, I, I did not like I wasn't the best high school kid. I didn't like high school. And it's crazy. One thing led to another. And then after that year, I said, OK, I'm glad I helped out. And then the next year, 
really the same story, but it was football. My friend had a, his son had a flag football team and their coach left on him. So he started coaching and then I got into it. And then I helped out a few times, uh, maybe two or three years. And then when I became a teacher, I just kind of asked, Hey, do you guys need a volunteer coach? So I volunteered in baseball at my old high school. And then, um, the Valley Vista head coach, he said, Hey, you know, if you want to want to coach freshmen and that was like five, four or five years ago. And that's kind of how I started. And I took a year off and coached the girls golf team very first year at Canyon View. And um, the girls were amazing. It was a blast, but you know what? I, I just, I missed coaching football. It was just like a passion, I guess. And it's funny every year I'm like, I'm done. And then two weeks later, I'm like, I'm ready. I'm ready to do it again. It, it's, it, it's my drug coaching, being around the kids. And so it started with you, Trace, it back to basically that kind of rec, soccer, rec, flag football. Literally, rec, it means nothing. Soccer, which no offense, but I'm not a soccer guy. I've never played soccer. Yeah, and it was funny. I, I, I literally started coaching just to help to make sure that my daughter and the 13 other girls on the team would have something. And, um, you know, it's crazy. That was eight, nine years ago, and now it's where we're at now. Coach, I don't know if you're aware of this, but I actually coached flag football, coached my son's team. We lost on the championship game back uh, when he was probably eight years old. He's 14 now. So if you ever need me to call up a play or dial something up, you know, just so, shoot me a text or I don't know how, how that works. Well, you're probably second or third on the list because I, I get it. I, I get it. Coach and myself get a little bit from our principal, and I'm not going to say his name, but he's a principal at Canyon View High School. He wants to call a play so bad. So we might we might do that the last game of the year. We're not sure yet. But um, after him, you're going to be next up. I appreciate that. Or we could have a drawing maybe, like raffle off tickets, you know. like Oh, that's a good idea, yeah. It's a fundraiser. I could see it. And what's good is I'd like for somebody to win that doesn't know what they're talking about. So we can say we did their play, but we didn't. We did something totally different. <laughs> I'd, I'd have to go over your playbook first and make sure uh, it's in there. So I'd have to I'd have to get access. Awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that'd be awesome. I'd love that. Um, that's huge. What I mean, talk about the uh, the like what's your mindset going into you know this this first game like are you nervous at all are you excited or is it a you know it's kind of funny it's funny to like I don't know why I'm I always get nervous the first game um I think it's more like I used to get nervous as a you know as a freshman coach just because that is these kids' first high school experience you know (laughs) and um normally sorry uh normally our first game is like the first week or two of high school. So these kids have literally been in high school, you know, two or three weeks. So I, I guess I get nervous because I want them to do good. Um, I want their parents to be proud of like our program. Um, as far as this week, you know what? I mean, I'm always a little nervous, but I'm not. I just, you know what? I want us to go there and show up and show Desert Edge that, you know what? We're, we, we're going to be the best team in the West Valley. You know, I'm not saying it's going to be this year. I'm not saying it's going to be next year, but we, we will be, we will compete with them at one time. And I want people to understand that, you know, Canyon View is only three years old, but it's going to be really, really fast um, that we're going to be on the map. 
as far as sports in general, not just football, but sports in general. Have you given any thought to your uh, attire for for uh, the first game, Coach? Have you? I don't know if you've been watching. We have. We're, we're having this discussion later about coaches and their masks. You know, you got Gruden, you got Belichick, you got all these guys with the Andy Reid face shield. Have you given any thought to uh, what you're going to be wearing? Oh man, so I have one. I have one. I uh, usually for practice I wear a gator, and my wife bought it for me. I was mad because it was like twenty bucks at Walmart. But what's cool is you can get it wet, so it would cool me down. Um, I don't know if I really need that at night, but we have the uh, the football mask, so I'm not sure what I'm gonna wear. Um, I might go look in the bookstore. I know the bookstore has tons of things, so maybe maybe I'll find a brand new mask for for tomorrow's game. Definitely not a face shield, though. I, I saw Andy Reid; he was he was struggling with it. So I, I don't know how he called plays with that thing on. It was incredible. I don't think he even. I think he just picked line numbers because I don't think he even. Saw half the game. Yeah. That's why you have your offensive coordinator, I guess. So. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm sure he'll call it in. All right, Coach, what's your score prediction? Uh, for when? Uh, you know what? I can predict the freshman score. <laughs> Are you talking about no. tomorrow? <laughs> talking about the first varsity game for Canyon View. What's the score awesome. prediction? So I'm going to be realistic. I think we are going to play them tough. Um, I honestly think we can play with Desert Edge. And then I think towards the end, their seniors or just the experience will take over. I think it's going to be high scoring because our offense is a blast. It's fun. It's fast. Um, our defense is tough, too. With that said, I am going to say 37, 37, 30. There we go. I I agree actually. That that seems realistic. Desert Edge does play hard. Yeah. Yes, they do. They do, and they're a great program. Yeah. Well, they have a new coach too, so they're they're. They in the do. Boat, so it'll be it'll be interesting. Is that hard to prepare for them in, in in first game of the season? Like you probably don't really have tape on them, or they don't have tape on you. I guess. No. So. We each get a, you know, we each got scrimmage film, but you know what? A scrimmage, like, are you? I, I don't trust a scrimmage. I, you know, that's like a preseason. You can never trust a preseason. So, we're just gonna see. You know, we have some uh, some ideas what we're gonna do, and uh, we're, we're gonna do them, and we'll see what happens. Beautiful. Well, coach, we got one more little activity to do today. Uh, we appreciate your time. We're gonna have a little little trivia contest now. To the preface this. Uh, Wyatt is 0-2 so far in trivia, so um, you will be competing against Wyatt Jones, uh, freshman football player here at Canyon View. Uh, we are going to play a new game. Um, this game is called That's Sure Obscure. Well, that's obscure. How this well, game works, Coach, is that we, Wyatt, or, excuse me, Aaron will be reading you. A list of questions. Some will be true, false. Some will be multiple choice. Some will just be answer. Uh, and you and Wyatt need to chime in with the correct answer. First one to chime in gets a point. We have five questions, therefore five points. Math is pretty straightforward at that point. So whoever wins, wins. If uh, if Wyatt wins, coach, he's asked that if he could get out of conditioning for one practice. No, I, no, I need conditioning. But if if coach wins, Wyatt. 
we, a coach is, is asked uh, if you can bring donuts to the varsity coaching staff at a practice or game of your choice. <laughs> Are you in, Wyatt? Put a little, put a little mon- money on the line? Yeah, I'll go for it. All right, Bosa Donuts, Krispy Kreme, whatever, whatever they want. Uh, so this out will work out. Aaron, you got the questions ready? Yep, I do. All right, here we go. Welcome to Football Trivia. That's so obscure. Today we're going to be talking about football questions. The first question, true or false? In the NFL, if two teams have practiced together, the media must be able to cover. True or false? How do I chime in? You can just chime in. First chime one. in. There we go. Right. I'm going to I'm going to say that's true. You are correct, Mr. Harris. One nothing. I just right. need two more to win. There you go. Wyatt. <laughs> oh no. If a fair catch is called for uh, for on a kickoff, the receiving team has two options. One, they um they start their offensive pos- um possession from where the um, fair catch occurred. What is their other option? Chime in. There you go. They will. Uh, I believe they get a free kick from the spot of the uh, fair catch. You're Not really correct. a free kick. It, it would be what? Did you say You're correct? correct? You're correct. Te- technically, yes. It's not a yes. free kick though. It'd be a. Um, it says they may go for a field goal attempt. They got yeah, it. it's an un- unblockable field goal attempt, yep. and so yeah. Yep, you the can. Cardinals do that. actually tried that about four or five years ago. It was like a sixty-eight yarder. Any chance you're going to bust that out against Desert Edge just to throw him off? You know what? You never know. The way our kicker is, he has a he has a leg. A- Anthony is one of the best high school kickers that I've ever seen. I'm not just saying that because I'm I, I coach here. Um, he consistently hits over 40 in practice, and today I might bump it up to over 50 and see if he can do it. But you'd have to literally catch that. Signal for that fair catch. I mean, what? I, I mean, you can't because where do they kick off from in high school? The thirty-five or the forty? Right? I believe it's. A, I believe it's a. I believe it's a thirty-five. Look at that. I know all these other ones, but I don't know that one. Yeah, that's that's tough. That's a tough one. Yeah, I, yeah. It's probably Why? not going to happen, but we'll see. <laughs> for you to stay in this game, you need to get this one correct. For you to uh, stay, I got this. I think. True or false? When an offensive team attempts a, to kick a field goal or an extra point, the defensive team may not push or pull their own players to gain an extra advantage. True. Kick. What'd you say? What? I said true. Correct. There we go. Uh, All right. Why still in the You're alive. How many players um, is each team allowed to send out for the coin toss? Six. Correct. Ooh. Right. He's looking it up. Are you? He's looking it up. Me too. I know that six, the last one I guessed for true, but this I knew the coin toss was six. How did you know that was six? Because it, I know I know these that's what, random facts. That's six, what Google five said. Five would be too little. Seven would be too much. Six is the perfect amount. <laughs> I mean, no one's ever going to send out six players for a coin toss, but, you know, they have to set – a maximum. All right. The last question. True or false? A team who has just given up a touchdown has the option to either receive a kickoff or kick the ball off themselves. True or false? false. You're wrong, Mr. Harris. Well, it's true? It is true. Look at that. <clears throat> yeah. Well, Wyatt didn't answer, so I guess he would have gotten true. But 
Yeah, true. We will give him. So yeah, yeah, that is actually in the rule book. Although it's, I don't believe it's ever been actually. It says here this rule wow. still exists on the rule book, even though it's quite unlikely that a team would have choose the option to kick off after the opposing team has just scored on them. Yeah, that would be interesting. I would love to see. Uh, you Are you know, sure that's American football rules? It's it's legit. We've got it. All right. <laughs> We we dug deep into the archives for that. Yeah, one. apparently. Yeah, the hard part was just getting the question, making these rules into questions. That's the hard part. Yeah, it's, it's they're true. so weird. Yeah. So, coach, thank you very much for uh, for coming by, hyping up the game. Um, you know, definitely, it's, it's going to be exciting. I think all of us here at Canyon View are super excited, even though we can't go out and support you like we normally would. You know, in the stands, uh, we're definitely uh, excited and hope you guys really do well tomorrow night. Yeah, thanks. Um, I know we have some home games later on in the season. And I mean, I don't know. Uh, I'm not one to say, but I really, really hope at least one game we can have some fans and students join. But uh, we'll see what happens. Well, as Coach Harris said, please uh, go on out to support the Jaguars. They play Friday night at Desert Edge High School. Huge game. So come on out. First varsity game in Canyon View history. Uh, why, what else do we have coming up in Canyon View? More on football. We got Wednesday, October 7th for JVB at Maricopa. Thursday, October 8th, Maricopa for JVA. And Friday, another varsity game on October 9th at Maricopa. For girls volleyball, Thursday, October 8th versus Millennium. Boys golf, Tuesday, October 6th versus Millennium. Valley Vista, Westview at Falcon Dunes. Wednesday, October 7th versus Lake Havasu and at Falcon Dunes again. And for girls golf, they have qualified for state playoffs. Unfortunately, they have no games coming up uh, until October 19th and 20th. Yeah, and if you didn't have a chance to check out that interview with Coach Jones and Abby Morris a couple weeks ago uh, about the girls golf team, they are doing big things. They, I believe, are still top five in the state for their, their division. And as they head into the state playoffs on October 19th and 20th, that should be a, a fun one. They're really looking to do some big things and, and make some noise down there. So we will definitely keep you posted on that on Dish from the Den. Um, now it's time to shift gears and go into our next segment, What Did I Miss? Um, you know what? Um, I mean, um, so the next, next segment for what I missed was I want to talk about the NBA Finals. It started last night, and the Lakers blew out the heat out of the water on a 30-point lead. And I feel like the best thing that LeBron needs to do to defeat the heat is shutting down Jimmy Butler completely because he's going to be the main threat outside and inside the paint. But for the heat to beat the Lakers, they're going to have to shut down AD and LeBron because they're the big main players that need to shut down. AD can shoot from the three-point and come, come in from the paint. And I feel like shutting him down will gravely help the Heat to win the game. Yeah, there were some big injuries in that game too, so we're going to have to Logic and Bam Adebayo. Yeah, I think they play again on um, this weekend, and um, it should be it should be interesting. So seeing how you know how banged up the Heat are, not a long turnaround very quick so they're gonna have to hop back in this and and see if they can compete with with ad and lebron so i personally i'm pulling for the lakers so take that for what it is but i grew up in la so a little different little different rooting interest for me uh why what about you what do you got what did we miss 
Um, well, last Sunday, Cardinals played against the Lions, and it really thought Cardinals were going to pull out and get their 3-0 start. Fortunately, they didn't. Uh, usually, Lions are not viewed as a very good team, but, you know, they beat the Cardinals. I, I was not expecting that. I was actually pretty sad about that, actually. And, you know, I'm hoping Cardinals next um, – well, this Sunday can actually win again. Yeah, the Cardinals need to bounce back. Uh, a lot, I think a lot of people were expecting them to go, you know, three and zero and run that table. That Lions had not been playing well, but that's the NFL. That's the beauty of it. That's why you you suit up and play the games. So interesting. I as speaking of the NFL, so mine. Um, I don't know if you boys have been watching a lot of NFL games or following it, but one thing that has been absolutely outstanding, I think is the face mask or the face shields in Andy Reid's case that they've been wearing. Um, <laughs> I've absolutely loved it. I think the three, I mean, I know a few coaches have gotten fined, you know, a hundred thousand dollars, like, and the teams are getting fined, I think a quarter of a million. Um, John Gruden's been a repeat offender. Sean McVay for the Rams coach has been, a um, has gotten dinged. Andy Reed though, the, the, the first <laughs> night was awesome with his shield that kept fogging up. Uh, and then you had Bill Belichick who, who never, <laughs> never disappoints with his attire. Um, and then John Gruden again, John Gruden is, uh, an interesting fellow actually revealed that he did have COVID, but obviously his face mask is not uh, not helping his cause right now. Some of the the funnier like things I've been following on social media, some of the the funnier tweets I've seen. Um, Andy Reid's one of my one of my favorite is Andy Reid showing off this year by out coaching the rest of the NFL without actually being able to see the field. And then my my next favorite one from Andy Reid, uh, Twitter fan wrote when someone has a bad internet connection and jumps onto the zoom because you just get that whole fog fog effect. And then pr probably my favorite of all time, uh, Bill Belichick after, I don't know if you guys saw this, but he had the press conference where he had basically a torn up hoodie, uh, that holds everywhere. His face was, you know, hair disheveled, everything. And then you get his I mask. It, it was almost <laughs> like a, it was almost like a bird like mask. I'm not really it's sure. It's kind of like, cross between like a gardener's you know one of those white masks and then like I don't, I don't really know how to describe it so you'd have to go you know google it and look for it but uh, my favorite thing i saw on twitter was uh can we get a wellness check on bill which is awesome so you know what andy reed <laughs> when i first saw him wear that mask i was dying laughing it was just funny because i did not expect to see that and also i'm like how is he gonna go through plays when just fog covers the whole mask that's when it was funny about it. I was like, okay. I mean, it was everywhere. Like it was just completely fogging up. Um, Gruden's is, I don't know how to explain that one because it's more like he just, I think he kind of just tore like part of his sleeve off and tied it around, you know, like maybe realized yeah, like, he didn't have a face mask. It was, it, it was kind of a cross between like a short, maybe G string and like a shirt sleeve. I'm not really sure, but he wasn't wearing it correctly. And the second he got fined the first game for taking it off. Wasn't wearing it correctly. Uh, the Raiders got dinged this week, some of the players, for not wearing their masks at a uh, outing, a function, a charity function. So it's just not not been a good look for the Raiders, although they are off to a, to a pretty good start. Yeah, they are. So, boys, that will uh, round us up today. Fun day talking with Coach Harris. Definitely head out to uh, Desert Edge if, if you can get tickets. Again, they're limiting fans. Um, I believe it's two people per tickets. Hopefully there'll be some live streaming going on, going on. We'll get information out to you about social media on where to get that live stream. 
Um, but thank you, boys. Anything uh, you want to send us off with? Um, just have a good day and um, have God bless. Stay tuned for next week. Definitely. We will be taking a break for the podcast for a uh, fall break, but a new one will be coming out shortly. So check Spotify, check Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from. We are out. This is Dish from the Den, episode three. <laughs>